rocked the boat with hay. I planted seeds, I rested well, and there the homeland prospered. We walk the bridge between the faiths, mindful of the intentions of the extraordinary God who turns commonplace moments into miracles. We walk along the wooden beams that hold us from the fall. We look ahead to the golden glow and know that here we gleam. The faithful yes endures. Who I am today is a legend for the latter. Normal, ordinary, plainly heroic. IC12. Now listen, I love this series. I love what we're going after, and I promise I'm not going to talk as long as I did last week, because we got some delicious snacks out there that we need to enjoy. So for just a few minutes, what I'd like to do is continue this series just for a few minutes, more of a, more of a devotional thought tonight than necessarily a full sermon. Uh, but what I want to deliver is a continuation of what we're going after in this series. Now in this series called We Could Be Heroes, we're looking at three specific things each week. One, a certain characteristic that makes someone a hero. And then after that, we're finding a, a character in the Bible, someone in the Bible that lived out that characteristic. And then we're looking at how you can actually live that out as well. Now, last week we talked about Peter, and now Peter shows us how we can be brave, and that bravery is a heroic characteristic we can live with. And as we try to continue on in this, we're going to look at another character. Jesus is going to show us someone in the Gospels that lives out a specific characteristic that all of us need to have if we want to be a hero, live out a heroic life. And that characteristic would be selflessness, to live selfless, because all heroes have a sense of selfless in who they are. But here's the deal. Peter, how many of you have ever heard of Peter before? Peter, okay. A lot of the room, if not all the room. Tonight we're going to talk about someone that's unnamed. Because here's the deal. Not every hero is revered and renowned and known. Because heroes are everyday people. And sometimes their name isn't known and they're not revered and they're not well known. And Jesus is going to tell us a story of someone that doesn't have a name but shows us exactly how to live with selflessness. How to make that a character trait that we can follow. And it comes from the book of Luke chapter 10. So if you want to open up, there's a Bible underneath your chair. Or under the chair in front of you. If you don't have a Bible of your own, take this, write your name in it, make it yours. If you use this as your Bible, that's awesome. It's fine. It's called Version. Go download it. And what we're going to do is turn to Luke chapter 10, page 1040. Luke chapter 10, page 1040. And we're going to begin in verse 25. And in verse 25, we're going to see that Jesus has been teaching. He's been traveling around with his disciples, teaching people how they can live the best possible life teaching them the truth about how to live a better life. And he continues to do this now in Luke. And then a man comes up to him, a lawyer comes up to him and starts asking him questions. So let's jump in. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. It says this, right where it says the parable of the good Samaritan. How many of you ever heard this story before? All right, I'm going to put a twist on it. Maybe you haven't heard before. Verse 25, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to, stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, what is written in the law, Jesus says. How do you read it? He answered, the man answered, 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus hears this guy ask a question and then give the answer to his own question. <laughs> he says, you've answered well. You've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Verse 29. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now let's pause right there for a second. A lot of times I used to always think that this was a smart man. He's a man of the law, which means he's a lawyer, which means he's probably pretty smart, I would say. And when we look at this man, because he's smart, it says the word justify. He asked Jesus a question, Jesus answered, or, and then Jesus asked him a question, and then he gives an answer back, and this is part of the rabbinical uh, practice that we would have back in Jesus' day, how he would teach people. And after he asked that question and answers it, he asks another question. And I used to think he was like trying to Jesus juke Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, I get, well, then who's my neighbor? But there was no condescension in anything of what he was saying. He wasn't condescending towards Jesus. He was legitimately asking, so Jesus, tell me then, how do I serve someone? How do I love my neighbor? How do I live selflessly? And Jesus knew that this man was a lawyer, and being a man that was a lawyer would know the Levitical law. It means he would know the Jewish law, the customs, the practices, the culture. He was a Jewish lawyer. And so speaking to him as a Jewish lawyer, Jesus starts to, under, starts to respond to this story. Starts to respond to his question with a story. And so we're going to pick up in verse 30. We see Jesus reply. Y'all follow along, page 1041, Luke chapter 10, verse 30. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So picture what just happened. There's a road and there's a man dying, beaten to a pulp and naked. Like not a good scene, okay? We don't, we don't, like, that. We don't like to walk up on that. And a priest, a Jewish priest, because that's what he would have been talking to. He's talking to a Jewish man. So a Jewish priest walks up and sees that guy and says, he looks like he's hurt. Well, that sucks, and walks this way. <laughs> All right, now keep going, verse 31. A priest happened to go down and saw he passed on the other side. Verse 32, so too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. A Levite would have been a man from the tribe of Levi, which means he's a Jew. He's talking about the same context of people. And he walks up and he's like, oh, that sucks. He's, yep, he's dying. Yep, so that, yep, have fun. You need to clean yourself up. All right, there you go. It doesn't seem right. He sees something that's wrong. Clearly someone's in need of help, and he turns his head. He turns his face. He looks the other way. Now let's pause before we get to the next verse. You know who in this story a lot of us are? We're the priest and we're the Levite. How many times in your life have you ever been in a situation where you see someone in need, clearly in need, not that you are enabling some problem they have, or they have a lot of immaturity and they think they're in need, but really they're just immature. No, someone in need, someone that's been made fun of, someone that's been the outcast, someone that's unlovable. And instead of doing something about it, we turn our head and we just don't deal with it. Like, oh, I don't really want to oh, leave that over there. We don't do anything. We're just like the priest. We're just like the Levite. And we do this for a myriad of reasons. We do this for a lot of conditions. There are a lot of conditions in our life that would make us do this. We would think, oh, well, they're not really worthy of my time. 
Or, oh, this is my favorite. It's not my problem. Someone else can help it. Well, there's a little saying that I've taken in for myself that I think would be wise for us to understand tonight. If you see a problem, now it's your problem. If you see a problem, now it's your problem. In the easiest context, this happens too. If you're walking down the hall and you see a piece of trash, now that's your problem. Pick up the trash. It's a selfless way of living. Because if I see the problem and I turn my face, what am I doing? I'm being selfish. I don't want to make it uncomfortable. Like for me or them, I'd feel pretty awkward if I went up and said something. I don't know them really well. They're not really in my circle. I don't want to do that. That would be a selfish way of living. And that's what the world would tell us to do. And so pick up on what Jesus says in verse 33, because he's wanting to tell us, listen, you don't live selfishly. The way to live the best possible life is to live selflessly, to be a selfless servant. And so look in verse 33. But a Samaritan, but a who? A Samaritan. You've heard the story before? How many of you understand the difference in a Samaritan and a Jew? Let me tell you if you don't. He knew he was talking to a Jew and he used a Samaritan. Why a Samaritan? Because back in that culture, the Jews and the Samaritans never intermixed with each other. They didn't hang out. They were enemies. They didn't like each other. Culturally, you weren't seen. If you were a Jew, you weren't seen with a Samaritan. And if you were a Samaritan, you were so much lesser than a Jew. You were the outcast. You were the unlovable. You were the untouchable. You were the person that no one invited. You were the person that was last picked on the team. You were probably even on a team. And yet Jesus says in verse 33, this is what happens. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, meaning that he would have to walk, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, which is money, and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. This is what it looks like to live selflessly, to see someone in need and go do something, to see the need, to lend a hand and go the extra mile. And if you feel like you've done enough, little rule of thumb, do one extra step, do one more thing. Because if you honestly want to be a hero, then follow the the role, follow the model, follow the mentoring of the Samaritan. It's not about you. See, selfishness would say that life is all about me. Right? I've talked about this before. You walk in a room and what do you do? Hey guys, here I am. I'm here. (laughs) You're welcome. That's right. How you doing? You good? Yeah. I just didn't know if you knew that I was here or not. Just making a little entrance. Instead of saying, hey, here I am. When you walk in a room, you walk in a room, you say, there you are. I'm glad you're here tonight. There you are. Hey, good to see you. How are you doing today? Are you doing well? How's How's your day going? Hey, have you seen the food truck sitting out there? I'm going to stuff my face, okay? It's going to be glorious, and you're going to take a selfie of me while I'm doing it, and it's going to be incredible. See, the whole context of this makes life about being selfless versus being selfish. And if you want to be a hero, you have to do it. The Samaritan teaches us to be selfless, regardless of condition, because here's the big point of tonight. Selflessness isn't conditional. It's not conditional. It doesn't matter who that person is. The Samaritan had every reason to walk on by. He's a Jew. He hate, he's, he's probably ridiculed me to my face. And yet he helps him. Selflessness isn't conditional. And it's not conditional because Jesus was selfless. You show love to others regardless of condition because Jesus showed us love regardless of condition. We deserve hell and yet he gives us life. 
We deserve death, and yet he saves us. He did it selflessly as a servant. Romans 5, 8 says that, that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't have to get clean to come to God. You come to God, he makes you clean. It's mercy. It's selfless. It's an act that Jesus does, and he wants us to live that as well. So who do you need to serve in your life? Maybe you've been serving you, and you need to serve someone else. Who is it? And where is someone hurting, and you know it, and you've seen it, and you need to be selfless and just help them out? I told you we'd be fast. Let me pray for y'all. Father, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to have fun, but also, Father, to, to hear your gospel, to listen to the words of Jesus and, and have this incredible mentor that was a Samaritan, someone who wasn't a part of the nation of Israel, and yet you decided, Jesus, to, to use him as the example of how we should live. So, Father, may we take that upon ourselves. May we live that way. May we honor you by being selfless, by serving others, rather than making it about ourselves, And as we do that, Father, I pray that this community would find a special blessing from you. A blessing that we would become exclusive, that everyone could be a part of this. There'd be no inclusion here. There'd be no cliques. It would be easy to come into this place and find a home, find a community, find people around them that love them. So may we take up the mantle of the Samaritan because selflessness is not conditional. So, Father, love us unconditionally, and I promise we will love others in the exact same way. Father, I love you. Would you make that food out there extra tasty and bless it? In Jesus' name.